1: They scream it's the tash show everybody hacking everybody just wants more with the action hip-hop jokes got the music blessing. better watch out this all he's asking over like bro he keeps it real he's no joker original he's no posing no competition he's the owner there i'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the tash show. Tash, show, tash show
2: all right yeah so here we go a little, uh, Wednesday action. Wednesday Action Taz Show, gonna be very busy here, very, very packed, two hours coming at you, a lot of stuff to discuss here, topics at hand in regards to straight, full throttle stuff in the uh, wrestling industry, what's going on right now, Um, I wanna welcome everybody to the show right here at TazShow.com, you're watching live or listening live, if you're doing it live. Or maybe listen to the Audio On Demand podcast version of the show. You're doing that at Spotify or TuneIn or iTunes or Play it. Thank you for that. Or you're watching the VOD at TazShow.com, which there was a problem with it yesterday. I believe it's fixed now. I apologize on behalf of everyone who works behind the scenes. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so... Um, That has nothing to do with me, but I I get pissed when you guys can't watch the show, VOD, or listen to it, or if there's a problem with the podcast or something. But, you know, that's the digital world we're in. As cool as it is and great as it is, and you got stuff at your fingertips on demand, sometimes uh, stuff don't work, which is bottom line. Uh, A lot of you guys are calling the show already. I mean, gee whiz, the phones are, um, are jammed. So, uh, uh, but if you want to try to call in, it might be busy. You could just keep trying. It's not a problem. Very simple, very easy process. Attention, hotline fans. 866-475-2948, 866-475-2948. Kind of started to show a little bit more laid-back Luke style. I did that the other day, too. You know, when I do that sometimes, people are like, is everything okay? Like, I get, I'll get a tweet or two. Are you all right? You sounded like very, like, yeah. I sounded what? Like a normal person talking instead of screaming? <laughs> sometimes I scream too much. Sometimes I, I'm too mundane. Why, why why is there an echo? What, what is going on? Timber! Wait, sir. What, what are we doing? Dennis Jones, the producer of the Taz Show. Greatest producer ever. Sir, what is going on? Are we okay here? No. Oh, boy. Ha, ha, ha. Echo, echo, echo. Do you need to go to break? No, it's my mic, so
3: I just can't talk this segment.
2: No, that's good. You can't talk this segment? <laughs> that that That's actually... That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Okay, good. I got this. All right, so... <laughs> You, you let me know. Maybe you go down the block, or get a sandwich or something. Oh, boy. What the heck happened last night? Shocked everyone. Caught me by surprise. Maybe it didn't shock you guys. I think it did catch a lot of people by surprise. The way SmackDown and Good God Almighty. Wow. Did not expect that. We saw it. It happened. We knew eventually it was going to happen. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere on a SmackDown before Fastlane, which is a raw pay-per-view. I mean, I know we're on the the road to WrestleMania, I got it, but Randy Orton not just turning on uh, Bray Wyatt, the the, uh, WWE champ, but turning on him from afar, not just burning down a barn, but basically where, you know, the the gimmick of where we've seen Bray Wyatt and where sister Abigail is in storyline, obviously buried and just set the place on fire in a long segment which I thought was really cool. I have one minor critique on it and it's not the creative end of it. I thought the creative was excellent. I thought the execution by Randy was phenomenal. Awesome. I thought Bray Wyatt in the ring with no one really to play off of except for the TitanTron of Randy. Bray was great, great. You almost felt Bray's frustration because he was so far away and he wanted to, even though Bray's the heel, and that's what some people are a little bit like, That's I don't have a problem with that. I'll get to that in a second. But you did feel a little bad for the heel. So the way they shot, uh, the way it was done, the creative of behind why, what Randy was doing and how he turned on him, I thought was awesome. The the burning down the bond, the whole thing, I thought was awesome. A lot of people tweet as very like the like the attitude era, and it was. I mean, it it was like it was. My critique on the way it was shot, I would have used some kind of a grainier camera. I would have used something that looked more uh, more of a grain to it, so it looked more VHS style, style more bush league video. You know, kind of like we use here on the Taz show. Like I would have went that route. You know what I mean? Bringing jokes. So, um, and that's no, no. I'm not blaming anyone for my team. I'm blaming people that I work for, but I digress. So, I will tell you this. If you shoot that thing with a camera that makes it look grainy, I think it even makes it better. That, that Blair Witch style, or hey, the topic that we've been hearing all week, the Matt Hardy style, the Broken style. Yes. The way that shot, it kind of has that grainy look. That makes you feel Texas Chainsaw Massacre for those that are old enough to remember that. You know, that that I think that would've made it feel a little better instead of such a high quality, high def. But that's just me, I look at that stuff. At the end of the day, the performance was great, the creative behind it was great. Here's the problem I have what the creative, but not in that moment, if that makes sense. I was trying to think how to explain this, but I'll do my best here. I love the creative behind it, but The creative before it, leading up to it, I think they could have done a better job. Meaning, if they would have had something being done where Bray was more disrespectful in the past weeks to Randy. To really give Randy a reason to turn on him. Like, really, really upset Randy to the fact that you feel like Bray deserved this. Because you almost felt like Bray, from a character perspective, didn't really do anything to deserve this. And that, in my opinion, that's not good booking for the heel. But I'm okay with it. I think now what they'll do is WWE's going to do a good job of, you got to have Bray Wyatt enraged. And the next time you see Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in the same building at the same time, which will probably be on SmackDown next week, Bray Wyatt somehow, someway, has got to beat the living daylights with a blindside attack or something. And I would do it with the World Heavyweight title belt. I'd bloody him. I'd beat up Randy. I'd, I'd have him get jumped because now he's the Viper. He's back. He's back to being Randy Orton, which is cool. But I would have Bray Wyatt, blindside attack somehow, some way, out of nowhere. I don't know if you shoot it at an airport. I don't know if you shoot it at a Renikoff. There's someone, with, uh, someone with, a, with a cell phone. That a fan got footage, and and you give fans credit for it. It's all planted, like they did with the bus with the NXT when Finn Balor was getting on the bus, waving, I'll see you in uh, Worcester, Mass., for those that remember that story. And it was a planted fan with a cell phone, and they never said that, but it was, and that's good booking. That's that's smart production. It's cheap as piss, but it's smart to do. I would do that next week. This is on the the fly booking Jones. That's what I do. I would have... Bray, jump Randy. We have exclusive hidden footage. Or not hidden, uh, you know, uh, footage that, that was taken by a fan. I'd have the fan tweet it out, have a fake account or something like that, tweet it out right before SmackDown goes on. So it's not, doesn't look contrived. And then the fan. Or you can go another way. I'm thinking out loud. You could have the fan basically, uh, WWE paid for the footage from the fan. So they paid for the footage and part of the deal was not to tweet the footage out. You could do something like that. I'm overthinking it. I know I am. But the point is, they should have some footage from a cell phone of Randy getting uh, attacked. I said Bray before I think I made a mistake. Randy getting attacked by Bray and the weapon of Bray's choice Is the world heavyweight title belt? And he bloodies, beatens, almost that, maybe there's police involved it, maybe Bray gets arrested, something. I'd make this so real. Good God, they have so much they could do with this, and it's so much fun, and it's so easy, I just hope they do it. Please don't just have, you know, Randy show up in the arena next week cutting a promo, and then here comes Bray Wyatt out to cut a promo at him or, or then jumps him. Do something real, man. Do something in the airport. Do something at a rental car. Do something in a hotel lobby. Do something at a gym. You know, Randy's leaving a gym, and some fans are waiting for him. Get, he's signing autographs. That happens all the time. And fans have got footage of him on their cell phone. They can take a picture of my sister. I can take a picture of my friend. Hey, cool. And this fan is videoing it with his phone. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Bray White in the parking lot. And he friggin' attacks him. Well, you go another way. Maybe Eric Rowan debuts with him. So you have Bray... At, is Eric Rowan on SmackDown or Raw? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he is. Are you, you still can't talk? Okay, good. Dennis is silenced. Not today. It's awesome. He's just laughing. His mic is all screwed up. It's great. Put my mic on! That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's that sidetrack. I would have Bray Wyatt uh, uh, attack him. This is me just spitballing, as I would say, with my my producer. Um, Spitball allowed. I would have Bray Wyatt get attacked in front of a gym. I like the gym better than the airport. I'm sorry, just you and me, guys. I'm just I'm just fantasy booking here. I would have him meaning Randy leave the gym. Fans are, t- are taking pictures, guys videoing it. Here comes Bray Wyatt attacks with a belt, boom with the World Heavyweight Title. Eric Rowlands with him. Eric grabs the cell phone from the fan. And takes the guy's cell phone, and he is videoing it with the cell phone. Eric turns the phone to himself. How do you like it now? Whatever he would say. Randy, how do you like that? And and Bray Wyatt is just bloody and beaten. Just a complete attack in the parking lot of a gym in whatever town they're in. At a house show or something like that. A live event, whatever. I think you guys see where I'm going with this. So I'll stop talking about it. But that's that's kind of where I would go. I was thinking of this all night after I saw what they did, so sorry I had to get all that fantasy booking out of my system. But bottom line is we see that Randy will go into this thing as the babyface, even though you felt a little bad for uh, Bray yesterday, but they could put heat back on him. What happens with AJ Styles, that's where people are like, what's going on here? You know, That's the other thing, because AJ won that that match yesterday, and he beat um, Luke Harper. To be number no one contender, but you see a lot of interaction with Shane, and we've saw that that fake card that was on uh, online, and we've heard just the rumors that there's going to be a match at WrestleMania with, with AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Yeah, well, I mean, how do you get there? That's what I was saying the other day. How do you get there? Well, they're showing you how to, you're showing us how to get there. You have a guy winning a number one contender's match. Now you're going to make him number one. Now you're going to have him. In a, you're not going to have him in that match. I mean, what are you going to do here? I know there was some stuff on Talking Smack. I didn't see the whole thing I know that the lumberjack did and I have some notes but um, you know I, I do think that you uh, you got to be careful if you're gonna go Shane versus AJ being that you had AJ win that match yesterday which was an excellent match I love the match I think Luke Harper's stock rose big time yesterday AJ stock in my eyes really can't get much higher Um, you know, I I don't, um, I like how they interjected interjected Shane in the deal, but then why have A.J. win? Because you're obviously going a different direction. So they had on Talking Smack, the third guest on there. They had uh, Natalya, American Alpha, and then the third guest was A.J. Styles, and Shane McMahon was on the panel with Renee Young, Daniel Bryan. I Think he was on the, on the panel? Yeah, he was. And the third guest is AJ Styles, and AJ comes on and said the same. Why'd you restart the match? Says he, you know, he don't care what Orton did tonight. He, AJ deserves to headline WrestleMania. And then Renee kind of wrapped up the show. So they didn't say much then, right? That's what happened. I just got a thumbs up from the uh, lumberjack. Mike is still down. Put my mic on. I'm so happy right now. Uh, if there's a god his mic will be broken the whole show we shall see <laughs> dude it doesn't even look like he's trying to fix the mic like he's just like hanging out he's just sitting there laughing and enjoying the tash show it's, yell yell something
3: it's an easy fix i just don't want to stop the recording
2: mm, recording what does that mean we're doing this live show here i'm, I'm joking the audio on demand stop it sir just stop the shenanigans stop Please. <clears throat> He's so happy. He doesn't have to work. No, I have to work double. Yeah. No one cares. about that? No one cares. Hey, uh, Sean in Toronto. You're on the Taz show. What's up? Hey, good moment, Taz. Good moment, buddy.
4: Hey. Um, I want to ask you two questions. if that's cool? Yeah, sure. Go. All right. First, well, about the um, the potential uh, universal main event match at... Um Mania.
2: Ke- Kevin Owens Goldberg. Yeah, well, that's that's you're... this Sunday. But you're saying that that. You, what are you saying? You think it's going to be uh, Goldberg and Brock?
4: I do actually for the title. I just want to ask you a question. Why do you keep sweeping Chris Jericho and the U.S. title under the rug?
2: What do you mean? Why am I sweeping him under the rug? The company is.
4: Uh, well, no, I should say that. I should say you're sweeping. But I feel watching the events that the main feud that Kevin Owens is in is with Jericho.
2: Like uh, this, this, uh, a, a, a little, a li- yeah, no. I think that's the that's definitely the right now because of fast and That's the B story for them.
4: That is the B story. But like, what would you do with what would you do with Jericho and the and the United States Championship if you didn't
2: have? Okay, like, hold ho- into- now. Hold on, Sean. Sean. Yeah. So look it. You're saying to me that I'm sweeping a story under the like. Be honest. You're telling me that I'm kind of blowing off the Chris Jericho, you know, t- story with with Kevin. Is that what you're saying to me?
4: Well, I don't want to say that you're blowing it off, but I know you seem pretty adamant that Kevin Owens will beat uh, Goldberg for the title, and you feel that we're going to see Finn Balor and Owens at uh, at Mania.
2: Uh, I I didn't say at Mania. I might have said that. I don't think I said that. I might have. I don't remember. I I could have. I, I think we're going to see Finn Balor. Definitely extremely very, very soon. And I do think that Finn needs to work with Kevin Owens and take that universal title from Kevin Owens. That's what I think. But okay. I am gonna tell you this, sir. Sean, yep. I I am only I'm only going by what I'm watching and what right. WWE's putting out there. So let me let me kind of educate you to one thing here. If if the WWE or if the B story for Kevin Owens was not Chris Jericho. Okay, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on my show about B stories. But uh-huh. if it was not the B story, what WWE would have done on Raw, sir, is use the B roll footage that they do have—the footage of Chris Jericho getting attacked overseas by Kevin Owens over the weekend at a that house happened. show. Am I, did that happen? That did happen. Did we see it on Raw? No, we did not. Is it a B story?
4: It is a B story. But, I guess, but I don't know. Sometimes those things that happen, you know, house shows, sometimes, you know, they don't really reflect on TV. So, I mean, I'm not even sure if Jericho is, is supposed sir, to be injured. Stop, Sean, 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 Sean. I I'm going to interrupt
2: yeah. you, sir. No disrespect. But no, 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 I, d- no, I disagree with no. what you just said, my friend. Because when you say sometimes those things happen on house shows, when, when they have some kind of footage and they put it out on their social media, that means that it does have relevance. So a lot of things, sometimes, I don't know if you remember a time where world titles would be changed at live events to boost live events attendance. So I think you got to be careful when you say that, my friend, because things that happen at live events that they want to be important, that they know before they do it, they're going to air on TV. I think something like this they they did for the internet fan was they put the attack online for people to see of Jericho getting attacked by Kevin. But My only point to you, bro, is that if it was that important of a thing to them right now, that B-roll footage would have been on uh, Raw. Now, some would say, well, Taz, wait a minute. That doesn't have anything to do with Fastlane. They're trying to promote Fastlane. Yeah, I know that. But if their bigger picture is Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, I do think they would have shown that. Now, the only thing I'll I'll give you a little credit on, not credit on, I'll say maybe you're right to a degree. Every time... Kevin Owens kind of blows off, and he does it on purpose. Chris Jericho, like he says, Chris Jericho is not a factor, or something like that. He, didn't he say something like that on Raw? Yeah,
4: he did. Actually, he said he wasn't going to talk about it the right, he did till last week because it doesn't matter. Right.
2: So when he does that, that's when I'll start leaning towards what you're saying. Well, maybe it's a bigger story than this. Because right. there, there's definitely, dude, something going on there with Jericho going to go on with Jericho and Owens that I agree about. But yeah, I, I, I do think, dude, that it is a B story, and and right now, uh, and I also do think that I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, man, but I do think that Finn Balor is going to end up doing something with, with, with Kevin Owens and take that Universal title. I
4: hear, I hear. All right, okay. so, so what's up? Right, I give my one last uh, question. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Awesome, awesome. First, I, I love when I hear you talk about you know how everything's a work. Yeah. and I loved how you broke down the um how the Oscars was a work.
2: It's total work. Yeah.
4: Right. And I love how you you know, the rules you have of what makes a work, you know, like one person at least has to know, or two people. Usually one. everybody, yeah, yeah. And blah, 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 blah. I, Totally, yep. So my question is, based on your, your rules of what a work is, the Montreal Screwjob is a work?
2: Ooh, wow, well, that's a tough one.
4: Um, and, and one of the main reasons I always question if it is a work is because of the amount of, not only the amount of guys that seemed to know prior hand to it happening to Bret Hart. But have you ever seen Bret Hart's documentary, uh, Wrestling With Shadows?
2: You know what, I dude, I think I did, but I don't remember, a long time ago, I do think, I, I remember it, I think it was very good. If what, Were there two documentaries on him or something? I remember seeing one that was real good. Is that the one where Vince, <laughs> you see him leave the room that it just got kind of roughed up by, by Bret? Yeah, there was like all this, there was so much for something that was a work and stuff. I felt his,
4: there was so much footage on his thing like with his wife, Chastising like Triple H and Shawn Michaels for knowing what happened, yeah. And they had elements where you know Brett had the the guy like behind the door listening to his conversation, yeah. With that he thought there was something kind of up. Yeah. So I always felt kind of it. Like, with just the amount of guys with Shawn Michaels finally in that he knew and Triple H knowing. Yeah.
2: Dude, you know that, what, Shawn? I was, think I I think I talked. Man, I can't remember, bro. But a while back, maybe on a human podcast machine, maybe some of the long-time listeners of, of my deal, I think I talked about this. But you know what I need to do? I need to find a Montreal screwdrop and watch. Not the Montreal screwdrop. I need to watch that documentary. I want to watch that and actually talk about that. Because you okay. just gave me a good idea. And then I can give you a better idea. I'm starting to think, I think, that that was a work. How's that sound? Well,
4: <laughs> well like, you, like, like you said, you know, sometimes when you, know, you talk something big like that, uh, you know, when that happened, you know, the, it was kind of the birth of the Attitude Era oh, yeah. and, the, and the Mr. McMahon characters. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, when you kind of put all the pieces together... And based on, like you said, your example of what a work is, you know, teach. Yeah. You know, and my thing is this maybe Brett was screwed, but then sometimes when I look at that documentary, I wonder how much did he actually know of it. And
2: That's why I want to watch it. I want to watch that. I'm going to watch the Montreal Screwjob. I don't know where I'm going to find this, uh, the actual documentary. And Sean, thank you for calling, pal, up there in Toronto. Um, I, I got to find the Montreal Screwjob somewhere. Uh, your mic's still off, right? Yeah, I'm getting a nod for a yes from uh, Lumberjack. <laughs> Now we got video of him doing a double thumbs up. Nah, you're such a handsome bastard. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, interesting, interesting conversation there about that. I I got, I'm, I got a, I'm sure somebody will send me that documentary or tell me where I could find it. I mean, uh, I definitely want to watch that. Uh, so anyway, like I was saying, uh, God, a lot of people are just calling. It's like nonstop here. It's very, very busy. Um, I wanted to say something else. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I was talking about the, uh. The whole situation with uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. Here's my thing, too, on Bray. I, I, I got to tell you, I think it's great he's the champ. I got a feeling he's not going to leave WrestleMania with it, but I almost hope he does because I think he should keep it for a while. Um, I, I think they're kind of letting us know AJ's not going to be in that match. Somehow, some way they're going to get AJ out of that match, which I think is kind of screwy But because they did a normal contender thing, but I explained a lot already. Um, here's my thing with Bray. And I love him. I do. I'm a fan. But I think if I worked there, if I was an agent, or if I was on Mr. McMahon's main creative team or something, or Vince himself or somebody, I, I think we need to see Bray with that title. I know he had it in his hand when he did his promo. We saw Luke Harper do a promo. I'll get into that later on. But we saw Luke Harper do a promo before his match with AJ, with the light bulb and the dark room and all that. And I feel like if you're going to go far with Luke Harper, which he has the ability and he's more than good enough talent, he's tremendous. I think you kind of give him his own thing. It looks too much like the Bray stuff. I know he's one of the wide family. I get it. I just think it, and then you do back-to-back Jones. Then when you see, you know, it almost looks like they left the, the same room. Like it, That's what it reminds me of. And then Bray does it in the room. Here's my point with Bray though. He holds up the WWE Championship The world title. He holds it up like the tail end of his promo in that that dark barn or whatever you want to call it. Thank God he did. Because for the bulk of it, I'm like, where is this guy's title? Okay, he doesn't have to wear it around his waist, but why don't I see it? I should, like, you know, Kevin Owens does a good job of that. It's always on Kevin's shoulder. He always has that universal title on him. You always want the champ, especially when it's a guy who's been in the company a long time, who's had a good push but never been champ. God, you got to let this kid, he's got to show us, the, meaning Bray, I need to see that title more. I need to see it more with him. At the end, when he was crying, you know, by the announce desk, because Sister Abigail was burnt or whatever, you know, whatever you want to say Randy did to her soul or whatever. Bray's performance was freaking awesome. But cry into the world title belt. Cry, talk to, the, he's nuts, right? That's why it's gimmick talk to it, cry to the belt, I want to see the belt more with him, you got to galvanize that Bray is the champion with that belt, he needs to have it in shot, in camera shot, always, that's just my opinion on that, from a fan's perspective, Dennis, I know your mic isn't working, give me a thumbs up for the video, I'll let the audio, thumbs in the middle, wow, thumbs in the middle. (laughs) don't really like what that means, but I love this kind of feel we have on the show, where we don't hear your voice, and we only see you if you watch the video. If you listen to audio, you can't even see you. You just, I'm the interpreter. Oh, what was that? Taz is awesome? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I am not sorry that that the audio equipment in your mic is not working. What? I'm not, sir. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. Wait, wait a minute. I've heard that's a reverse hack.
5: Look,
2: very good. He understands the game. That's a reverse hack. That hasn't been used in a long time here on the Tash Show. It's been a long time. We haven't heard a reverse hack in in a long time. So I hacked you. I took your stuff. Okay, I got it. That's a reverse hack. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying about break. I just think that you gotta have, and once once we come back from break, you know, uh, I, I want to get Dennis's perspective. His mic will be working, and uh, that's what I'm hearing. Put my mic on. So then we'll hear from him. Uh, it will be working, right? Good. Thank God you didn't hold up one of your sausage thumbs again. So it's starting to get a little. <laughs> I want <put>, to <laughs> I want to put some tomato sauce on that, on that on your thumb and put some peppers around it. Just put put it in a chunk of bread and just take a bite out of your friggin' thumb. You're not even on camera. You're doing all that. And and your boy Anthony's not even shooting you. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, that's kind of what happens here. Um, Yeah, but anyway, like I was saying, I just think with Bray, you got to have that title. You got to let us see him with that title. He needs to, you know, I still don't, this is going to sound weird. I don't mean it the way it's going to sound. I still don't feel like he's the champion it's just I need I need to feel like he's now now I'm getting Dennis give me a nodding like a yes I I just need to feel like he's the champion and sometimes I don't and I I really think it's the visual of that belt with him all the time it's not his in-ring work it's not his promo skills it's definitely none of that it's not his look his look is great you know it's none of that it's just that I really think this is my perspective I think it's that belt I just need to see him with that belt more I really I just need to Hey Miles in California, you're on a Taz show. What's up, pal? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, how are you, champ? Pretty good, man. I just want to know if you can say about SmackDown was
6: a pretty great show, and I, I, in my opinion, I feel it pretty much took over Raw again.
2: Anyway. Yeah, it was. I thought I- it was better. I mean, I don't know if it's been better consistently. I mean, in the beginnings of the brand split, Miles, I think you were right to your point. I think SmackDown looked better, was was done better than uh, Raw from the beginning of the Bransford. Then kind of SmackDown started dipping down a little bit. But now I think last night for sure it was better than Raw was. I agree. Yeah, and um, the Miz problem, just, he destroyed John Cena. It was pretty good. Well, he did, but then John Cena, I got to say, destroyed him worse. And that's something I want to talk about on the other side of the break. Um, and I'll get into yeah. that. You know what I mean, Miles? But uh, yeah. everything else? Okay, buddy.
6: Yeah, I like the whole new resurrection of um, Randy Orton. I like the whole new the, the um, breaking. I like what, what he did. That was a great ending.
2: Yeah, I do, too. Uh, did you feel, I'm just curious from a fan's perspective, did you feel bad for Bray? In a way, I kind of did, yeah. Okay. That's what I was wondering. All right, Miles, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, so look, uh, we're going to go to break here on the Taz Show. I'm going to start break. We'll have Dennis, uh, the Lumberjack Jones. His mic will be working. I want to get his perspective on what I said about Bray Wyatt and the world title belt, the actual belt. Um, also, I do want to talk about Miz and John Cena in that promo segment. I have something to say about that. Also, if you haven't heard, two, people, two more people now left TNA. Hopefully, I'll remember to get into that, and I think I will. Very busy, Taz Show. I'll get to your phone calls. It's busy. I get the music, theme Jones over here. That's for Randy Orton. All right, Tash, you'll be right back.
6: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Alright, back here live, a uh, little Wednesday edition. Oh yeah, if you're not listening live, you're missing a great tune. Turn it up a little bit. Great cover. That's a great cover of a great song from a legendary band. This is awesome. Poor people listening to the podcast version, like I don't know what song it is. It's Audio on Demand. Ah,
5: yeah He's <laughs> <dead. No.
2: laughs> back uh, the voice. Just hum nah, it and nah, see if nah, people can nah, guess in the audio nah, on demand. Nah, nah, nah. Covers done by, <coughs> what are they called? Godsmack. Godsmack. I can't remember their name. They do a song called I Stand was it, I, stand, I alone. stand Alone. Love that song. That's what my whole career's been about, bro. I stand alone, bro. Well, now I stand behind you. No, you stand nowhere near me. Actually, I'd like you to stand in the street and get hit by a bus. How's that sound? Does that sound good? That's what I would like. I don't I- want you to get killed. Just get hit by a bus and, and survive. Now, I, what, I don't even want you to stay in a hospital. That's why you get hit by a bus.
3: What kind of injuries are we talking here?
2: It's just a bloke, broken knee. Maybe your your clavicle gets shattered. Something like that. Do you need both of your clavicles? You're not really. You got two, right? You need one. You're good. It's like kidneys. You got of hear you're lazy. I mean, you don't really do anything. You eat peanuts now, and you're on a diet. How's the diet going? You just do less than another day? I've I did. i I've survived. to. Well, today's still early, so <laughs> I could fall off the wagon at any point. <laughs> but, and it's a hot dog truck. Yeah, pass, yo, trust uh, me, I've been eyeing it So, hey, dude, I was talking about the whole, I wanted to get your perspective seriously on the whole thing with um, what I was saying about Bray Wyatt, because you kind of made a funky face when I said that Bray Wyatt needs to have this championship belt with him more so we stay, I know it's with him, look, I'm wrong, I don't want to, I'm not burying a guy or a creative team, I'm just saying, like, I think we need to see it more somehow uh, in a subtle way. You don't disagree. I mean, you do You do disagree with me.
3: Traditionally, I would agree with you. With Bray Wyatt, I feel like he's invested so much in his character with the whole, like, higher being stuff that the belt never mattered to him. It was always controlling, like, he controlled, or- well, so he thought he controlled Orton, he controlled Luke Harper, he controlled Rowan, he controlled Strowman when Strowman was there. Yeah. That it was more mind powers over, like, the belt, to, for, for Bray, the, the belt shouldn't mean any, not that it, That's the wrong wording. The belt doesn't need to mean anything because now he has all the power. He doesn't need the belt to to show that it's like I'm the champ. Focus on me, not the belt. Normally, like if it was if it was AJ, if it was Cena, whoever. Like yes, the belt needs to be prominent with Bray. I feel like his his character, this like uh, mystical whatever. However, you would quantify his character. I don't think the belt needs to be seen as much.
2: His character is dark. Right. He's Correct. dark. He's he's a David Koresh esque. Nice. Paul ha- Paul Heyman esque, where we're all drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, he he's he's possesses you. When I say Paul Heyman, I mean the real Paul Heyman, not the character. Because Paul's possessed all of all these W guys drank the Kool-Aid as you heard. We're all possessed. That's what we were told. Like David Koresh's thing. I digress. But so yes. The character of Bray Wyatt's dark, I get it, but I completely disagree with you and I'm almost embarrassed that you're saying um, the title doesn't mean anything.
3: No, because the title the title, the title itself, means everything. Ab- absolutely, the title means everything. I'm saying he should. I don't want to belittle the title because I I I like I said normally I agree with you, but I feel like he should almost have it, like tucked tucked in his back pocket and just kind of let it dry. Like it's a secondary part for Bray. Like not kind of like when um when Reigns had the the U.S. title, how he was just kind of holding it. I think Bray should incorporate that. Like, the title's not important for him. It's it's controlling the minds of everyone else yeah. on the roster. And he was doing that with Orton, and obviously, last night, Orton had him played. So, with Bray, the title itself, don't focus on that. Focus on Bray's ability to to go after other people, whether it mentally or physically, like you said it now. He needs to come well, out and attack Orton.
2: Well, here's the thing. I, I hear what you're saying. I do. It's It's not completely incorrect because you know well it's your opinion right so i mean a lot of times i say to people your opinion is wrong sir and, and i mean that at times and uh I, I will say this um when it comes to championships especially guys that haven't had one in a long time right now my professional opinion bray Wyde is in a role well hold on let me let me ask you one more question can i ask you a question do you mind oh, not at all again you're a fan of bray Wyatt, and you're obviously so. an educated wrestling fan so i want to get your perspective on this as a fan do you feel that Bray Wyatt needs that championship? No. You don't. Well, hold on a minute. I, I love you... him having it, well, I but I don't have... feel like he needs okay, it. I could have sworn you were a guy a while back that was telling me that you wanted him to win. On oh, well, defense, I... you just said that you wanted him to have it. I want
3: him to have it, but he doesn't need it to be. Yeah.
2: He's He hasn't had it. This, I don't, is, this I, is his I, first title run, and he's been relevant. I, I, I've sung his praises and WWE's creative because I said a lot of people are bashing the WWE creative because this guy hasn't had the belt. I said, this is a guy who almost doesn't need it. But if we're going to put it on him, let's go.
3: Agreed. Very much agreed.
2: So that's why I'm saying I, I think that you got to galvanize him as the champion and just little simple, subtle things like the trophy itself, the belt, seeing it enough, seeing it brands him with that belt. All the great champions have done it. For a reason, from current to past, for a reason. You galvanize yourself with that championship. Look at Charlotte. She's not even a champion. You still think she is. Great it's point. because she learned from her dad what to do with that title and the belt, the toy, the prop. <laughs> and I, I know I was a firm believer in that. I know my generation was. I know that. I, I know that for a fact. You you have to. Because right now I feel Bray, he's the champ. We got him as the champ. Now we got to have that belt make him, he's made already, but make him to another level. That's my point. I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just trying to be, as they call, the voice of reason. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. Very simple. Yes. So, so um, anyway, um... So anyway, that's the deal now. Well, what what would you do if you felt like uh, if they took it off him, How would you feel? Seriously, um, I obviously
3: I wouldn't be pleased about it. Bray is my favorite wrestler currently, um, so you, you wouldn't I wouldn't be thrilled. But as long as you know, it, at the end of the day, I'm all about storytelling. So if if they you know, so if Orton or Styles wins at WrestleMania, however they want to go. If one of them wins it, I'm alright with it. As a, if I take a step back as an as a Wyatt fan, and I look at like, all right, so now what do they do with Bray? Because I almost like, like you were saying before in the in the first quarter, how it kind of felt like Bray was getting sympathy with, with what they did last night. It felt like Orton was back to his vipery ways, and he it was kind of heelish what he did. You know, yeah. burning down a house isn't. Baby faces don't do that, right? Right. Right. So, right, right. and Bray, you know, Bray lost his mind. Like that was something of importance to him. You know, Sister right. Abigail's soul or whatever was in there. Right. 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 So he kind of had sympathy. So if you, if you're gonna do that and you turn Bray kind of face-ish, yep. yep, and have him chase the belt, I'm fine with that, and give him you know this brief run now, yeah, and then have him chase throughout SummerSlam, however long they want to tease the Orton or right. S- Styles angle. Or yeah, we'll see. Go.
2: I mean. I just think it's a simple fix. I, I I'm sure they'll, they'll get rolling with it. Um, no big deal. Hey, uh, Trevor in North Carolina, you're on the Taz show. What's up, man? Hey, Taz, what's going on, dude? How are you, buddy? Hey, I hate to do this, but um, first time, long time. Oh my God, you gotta be. I hate that. <laughs> the yam
4: bag, you got me. What's up? Yeah, chop chop, Jones. Um, <laughs> I got two things real quick. Uh, I I was curious, what's going on with the Raw, and why do they have so many moving parts? In, in certain storylines well some of them have it seems like 20, 20 things going on in just one storyline yeah, said I'm sorry
2: good. you said raw I, I, I was distracted you said yeah, what say it one more time with raw yes sir uh, uh just, just your view on that yeah I I, I think that that I think what they're doing is they're kind of like Dennis said the other day it almost seems, I don't know if you said this on air or not Dennis or on the show I can't remember or off the show I should say it's kind of like it seems like Fastlane is just literally in the way. And some yeah. things are intertwining. You know what I mean, Trevor?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's what it seems like to me, but yeah. it's almost confusing. And, it's and a little it's bit. kind of frustrating.
2: A little bit. i, I got to tell you, though, right now, though, dude, You know, Trevor, I think more confusing than a, just about everything on, on Raw, that might be confusing to us. I do think that this whole AJ Styles, Shane McMahon story, is more confusing. <laughs> you, you, you have a guy go into a number one contenders match and win. He beats, uh, you know, Luke Harper, and then but they, they, and then you have Randy do his thing, which I loved, and I like that story. But Trevor, what are they doing with AJ Styles? Like, I don't think it's going to be a three-way. I hope it's a three-way. I don't think it's going to be, though.
4: That would be great. I mean, I love AJ Styles. Me too.
2: Me too. Uh,
4: I loved uh, SmackDown last night. Uh, AJ did a great job, the
0: opening segment. I, I loved it.
3: Uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, and then
0: uh, um, yeah, and of, by of, the end of the SmackDown, you're kind of confused, you, you know, like, hey, what's gonna what's gonna happen?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I I, I know it's because AJ won. I mean, I think I think they swerve people in a good way. People definitely thought Luke was gonna win, especially when Shane came out, and then it was like, I'm like, ah, oh, here it comes here comes the swerve. Uh, AJ's gonna get screwed or something, even though he's the heel. Um, yeah, I was
4: on board with the with that
2: one. Yeah, but they, they shocked everyone. It was a great finish. That that springboard. Um, Flip dive. I think he did like a, a four fifty, if I remember correctly, off the off the middle of Robs AJ's just an amazing athlete. Uh, thank you, Trevor. I appreciate it for calling the show. Um, the other thing I want to talk about too on SmackDown, definitely a noteworthy thing here. Um, you know, John Cena. You know, like um, okay. So everybody's talking about, and I agree, and I even tweeted about the Miz. His promo ability has just been. God, for a while now, just off the chain, man. It's just awesome, awesome work, awesome stuff. But we saw something last night that we've seen recently by the WWE, namely John Cena, okay? And I got to tell you, it's something to me that is just a major problem. And we have to stop, in my view, allowing John Cena to destroy all the heels heat, the heels cut these promos. That are great. They're shooting on them. All's fair and loving world of the shoot. I get that. But here's the problem the, that with AJ. Happened last night with Miz. Cena cuts the balls off both these guys. Now, for those John Cena fans, and I am a John Cena fan, but for those John Cena fans, they would say, but wait a minute. We heard AJ rip John Cena and shoot. And then we heard Miz rip John Cena and shoot. And that's all true. And they're shooting. They're saying things that are stiff. Here's the problem. <laughs> you can't have the baby face go second. It's like a rap battle. Remember rap battles? Well put. You can't have the guy, you know, the guy who goes second wins. The guy who goes last, I should say, wins. So you have AJ have his comeback on AJ. Burial Jones then we shut the mics, and then AJ wins. Then we have AJ do the same thing to Miz last night. Shut the mics, nothing else from the Miz, except for Miz's wife, Maurice, who was very good because they had to set up the tag team thing with Nikki. But Miz got completely emasculated. As good as Miz's shoot on (laughs) quasi-shoot, these are quasi-shoots, they're not, when I say shoot, they're quasi-shoots. As good as it was, Miz on AJ, AJ's, I got to tell you, was better. I do think they're letting these guys, I think what happens, this is my opinion, I could find out, I should try to find out, because I could. No one's writing this stuff for these guys, which I think is awesome. They're letting the guys, you know, talk and have some creativity, and they're all talented people, so let them do their business. But there is a structure of saying who goes first, who goes second. So I could picture John, Miz, and whoever the writer or the agent or creative, whoever, saying, oh, we want John to go second. Uh, and Miz will say, Well, I'm gonna kinda go this way, this way, this way. John, are you okay with that? This being hypothetical. And John's saying, Dude, say whatever you want, it's cool, but I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna have a comeback. I'm gonna say, Yeah, no problem. That's how the boys are. That that's wrestlers right there, what I just told you. That that is how the boys are. So so you know what I mean? Um, it's, you never want to say no to an opponent or to someone you're working with. You don't say no. It's a pride thing. It's, I've always learned as a wrestler, the code that I always do. Now, this might sound hypocritical if you look at some of my work in ECW when I was building with the big push, but I was booked a certain way. But the overview for wrestlers, what I'm about to tell you, is kind of like important. I always learned you go into a match, and the goal is for me to get you over. So if everybody, all the wrestlers, think that way, and it's unselfish, an unselfish mindset, then we all get over. We over. Hello. So... My goal is not to get myself over; it's to get you over. And that's a very overview statement, so please don't take me literally in every situation or every promotion or every point of anyone's career. The overview is for me to make you look as good as possible, and of course, safety's first. So, if everyone has that mindset, this is—I didn't invent this. This is kind of like a lot of the boys. I don't know about this current generation. I don't know. How, I really don't know how they think, but I know my guy—the guys I came up with. A lot of us. That's kind of how we were taught. The goal is to make you look good. So if I'm the Miz and you're, you know, uh, John Cena, and I say, hey, uh, John, I'm going to really, you know, uh, th- I'm going to go pretty heavy here on this deal here. Is, is that okay? You, John Cena, are going to go, yeah, no problem, but I'm- i i got to do the same thing back. And me, Miz, are going to say, yeah, of course. That, That's the same mindset. We're going to put each other over, in essence, by doing the job for each other, if that makes sense. Does that make sense?
3: it does now you say that you it's a pride thing that you always have to say yes even if like a, a wrestler comes to you with like the the mo- in the back of your mind you're like this is what is he doing you you still say yes with like an outlane if he like promo wise no like, no
2: no 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 you don't do that that's a little bit of an exaggeration because if you if you get that outlandish you really don't belong at that level you usually don't have that okay cuz there are certain boundaries you know but like give me an example
3: I don't know, like uh, when uh, who was
2: it? Ticket ticket time. When I got, it, I got it. Oh, don't get hot. <laughs> All of a sudden your mic's on, and now you're a hot shot. Well, I got to make up for lost. you the producer. <laughs> Relax, Ego Jones. Okay, I know your mic's on. You're a big shot. Put my mic
3: on. Okay, God, What were you saying? Like when when Page brought up uh, Charlotte's Charlotte's brother passed. That's approved. That's approved. Yeah, got. Continue. Okay. Okay. To put, you got to go in with that mindset
2: that you're a lo- like. Listen, I said something on the air uh, to JR, okay? The people know the line, if, if you really are fans. At the Garden, live on Raw, and it was a stiff, stiff line. And I think I've talked about this in the past. Very disrespectful line. I I didn't want to say the line. But for my heel persona, persona at that time, it was an amazing line. And quite frankly, no one in the company gave me the line. Huh? I, got the company from, I got the line from someone who didn't even work in the company that night of Raw. And I'm not saying who it was. <sighs> a successful person from the wrestling industry. Let's just leave it at that. It was a great line. I told him what I had to do in his promo, and I was excited about this. I was going to get into this thing with Jr. And then Jerry Lawler was going to get up and you know, punch me and stuff. But I knew I, was, I had a good promo, and I knew there was something missing. And I need something reality, something real. I, I, didn't, I just couldn't get the line. So I called somebody and just bounced it off them, a, a close friend. And they gave me the line. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's stiff. That's a stiff line. I got I to gotta approve that with JR and Vince. Well, you handle it the way you want. I would just catch him by surprise and get his real reaction. And I was going to do that, but I was uncomfortable with it. So out of respect, I went to Vince, and I told him I have a very stiff line. He goes, what's the line? I told him the line. He said, whoa, wow, that's heavy. I go, yeah. There's no cursing involved either. And, I, and I've talked with JR about this a lot afterwards. And here's the line. You guys know the line. It's not a secret. The line was JR and I I got mad at JR. I just told the story yesterday on Sam and Jim's show uh, on Sirius, right? So the line was basically long and short of it was actually, I think it was what, oh, no, actually it was. I think it was on Sam's wrestling podcast. A little teaser for you for Sam's podcast. Um, because I did so much audio yesterday and video. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. I was so busy. I'm surprised you're still talking. Oh, I'm a pro, bro. I'm a, a, a pipple. I'm actually, I'm like Rover or Bulldog. So the line was to JR, um, you know, I was mad at JR because I, was, I wrestled somebody. I think it was Al Snow, and I beat Al on a pay-per-view or something, and I was a heel. And, and as I was going through the curtain, JR buried me on commentary, which he should have because he was a bit, you know, commentator. you know And I wasn't mad at JR, but I wanted to have a comeback, and I, and I wanted to clear that with the office. They were cool with it. So they let me cut a promo, on, on the, I think, at the Garden there, right? So in my hometown, I needed real heat. So, the line was, junior I'm just going to say as a sentence, I'd love to smack you across your face, but God already beat me to it. Because Jr. unfortunately, had a very bad case of Bell's palsy. Which is sad, and I, and I, you know, J.R.'s trooper, and he battles through it every day, and, and, and I love him. You know, I do. He's my friend. Um, and it was so hard to say that line. So, Vince and I talked about it, and then uh, I went to JR privately, and I, and I said, I have this stiff line, and if memory serves me, and I've been hitting the head a ton now, I'm 99% sure, and I know I think I might have told the story a long time ago. I don't re- I don't really remember. I say so much stuff, it's hard to remember everything. But, you know, JR almost, like, he was such a pro. Like, o- almost didn't even want to, like, it was like a, a thing where it was like, just, just, just. Do your business. Let's just get over. Let's just get this thing over. It's no big deal, bro. Just do your business. Total pro. Total pro. But it was a hard line to say. But it was real enough that people got it and it made me, not cool, made me a prick, just a scumbag heel. And that's what heels are supposed to be. Heels are not supposed to be friendly and cool and nice. They're not. Really, I mean, back in the day, I mean I, if you think about it, that's kind of the n w o started the cool heel thing NDX. dX they all started that cool thing, you know so um anyway, I uh, not that I want to get off on a tangent, but it's about promos and about people being cool what you're gonna say about them so the point is uh I don't know what sparked me to say what I just said to you something you said what was it? I asked
3: like if if something if somebody comes to you with out, I used outlandish, but it's something like the story you just told is a perfect example. Like you have this "quote unquote" stiff line, and you're like, "All right." Now, when you went to JR., do you tell him the line, or you're like, "Look, man, I've got something that's
2: that's kind of how you handle it, right there." Like, I've
3: got something yeah. very. Do you like, want to
2: hear the line? Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, that's kind of how you handle it. Like now, if that.
3: somebody came to you and was, do, do you want to hear the line, or do, is it just uh, like, "Hey, let me let
2: me react," you know? Yeah, I, I would say give me an overview where you're going. Don't tell me the whole line, and they would give you. That's how I've done it. And, I, and I'm, I've never really said no to anyone. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Because you got to shoot within the realm of working. That's the key to the business right there. You know what I mean? That's the key. Hey, uh, Nick in Salem, you're on the Taz show. Is this the Nick? It is Taz. Holy cow. Good wow. Good moment, Nick. I don't, it's been a long time. I don't believe you know the Lumberjack.
0: I... Yeah, I've heard, yes. I'm a little bit offended as to, as to his reaction and the way that he treated you with such ignorance and disrespect.
3: Well, there you go. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing.
0: Well, uh, see hey, there. That, dude, that's, your, that's your opinion. Uh, you know, that's not... That's, your, that's your, totally your call. That's yeah. your opinion. However, may I ask you a question?
2: Who are you speaking to, Nick? Me or Dennis? Um, uh, well, Dennis. Okay, hold on, le- le- me hold on, if I'm Nick, wrong le- cash, Nick, hang on one second, bro. Wait, le- hey, Nick, let me tell him who you are first. He doesn't know. Okay. Because he, he doesn't follow the okay. show. Like he just he just takes the reaps the benefits of all the money of the show and the fame and the fortune. <laughs> yeah. Th- this man Nick sure. from Salem, you know where Salem is, right? Massachusetts, right? He or is Oregon. A long time. Excuse me. Or Oregon. He is a long time fan of the Taz show, and he's called the show a lot. And he's had a lot of different mindsets and different opinions. And my audience loves Nick. He's disappeared for a while. We do love him here at the Taz Show. Nick, continue now, and maybe you're going to begin to floggle Dennis.
0: Now, co- now, Dennis, what you don't seem to understand is is that there was my understanding. Listening to listening to the te- listening to the show.
5: Oh, she saw Sarkis.
0: Um, Kaz could have picked anybody i mean anybody but he chose you because you stood out you probably you know made an impression on him which is kind of hard to do because he he expects perfection he's a perfectionist yes i mean you don't become a multi-time world champion because you know you're okay
2: oh jeez. every time they get a qu- hold on sorry it's not that's uh continue nick you were saying some nice things
0: I mean, you don't. You're a multi-time world champion. Yes,
2: you're I'm not. A, no, Taz is. I mean,
0: I mean, you're. You know, you're an, an expert announcer. Yes. And you're an awesome radio host.
2: Thank you, sir. Thank there you.
0: Is Nick. No, re, there's. Yeah. You know, no. I understand that. You know, I more than anybody understand that a slip of the tongue can make people pissed.
2: Yeah,
4: or you it. never
2: want I'm this. Angry. You never want a slip of a tongue make people piss, or you don't want to stick your tongue out and then someone takes a piss on it. Will you stop? That's a bad thing. Okay, but I I <laughs> digress. And you know who's running the game, he, right, Nick? You know who's running the game, right?
0: I totally agree. You it's your, it's called the Taz Show for a reason.
2: I'm running the game. Absolutely, uh, uh, Dennis. Anyways, you my, don't have a fan. I don't think my, Nick likes you very much.
0: My my actual question was
2: um the ufc my oh come on let me stop at this nick keep going i couldn't hear you nick <laughs> keep talking my my question is do you think that what
0: do you think that ronda rousey is hot
2: do i think ronda rousey is hot do you think that she's all? she's got a good looking girl it's, do I think oh, do I do I think she's a hot girl you said? I said, Do you think she's all done with fighting? Oh, done? Do I thought you said hot. But he is stupid. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay. So you're asking me if No, no she... I think she's hot. But what I'm saying oh, is easy, do you think Nick. she's done. Do I think she's done? Uh yeah, I do. I do think she's done. Done being hot? No, I think he means done fighting. Yeah. So see, see this see what I'm dealing with here, Nick? See, he's a wise guy. He's a wise guy. And I, I, I think, I've been listening. And I, I, you know, it's like, and there was
0: no reason for you to have to get that upset. I mean, I understand. I'm not you know, sorry. I apologize say, for nothing. You know, I, you know what? I screwed up. I'm sorry. That's all he had to say. Yeah. But no, he has to. He has to. You know.
2: He he being you know Dennis, right? You mean Dennis? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're not making friends with like a lot of the fans here of the Tash, especially yeah. Nick.
3: I don't plan on going to Massachusetts anytime soon. Oh, see,
2: that's. A <laughs> It's it's all. Uh, hey, uh, you do what
0: you want, but you know what? It's you know. Oh, uh, Opie and you know it's like Anthony. Anthony took a picture from Opie and Anthony. He took a picture, and where is he now?
2: One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. Oh, where is Anthony now? Yeah, Anthony actually. I, uh, to answer, I'll answer that question for you, Nick. Uh, Anthony actually ha- uh, uh, has his own online network of video and audio shows that actually no, he's seriously. actually doing very well.
7: I, I, no, so I. So you're telling me to take a picture? <laughs>
2: <that>. <laughs> no, I'm just I, saying, I, Nick. I, I know. I, I know I you love me. Nick did not know that. Oh, I know you didn't know because a lot of people don't know that. But I, that's where Anthony is. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does right, a, cool. Anthony successful. I'm glad he's he, I'm glad you're doing well because I thought what happened to him was very unfair. I hear you. Well, I wonder maybe if there's a way we could have Dennis get fired. I mean, I think that I, would actually be really good.
3: Now, Nick, let me ask you, are you comparing what Anthony did to what what happened between Taz and I? Because I feel like those are completely different Well, actually, I actually think Nick is
2: right. I think Nick is on point, to be honest, uh, because your attitude per- perpetuates problems here. That's the problem, Dennis. People get pissed at you. My positivity? No, your negativity. No, it, I'm not sorry.
3: I apologize for nothing. What do, do you me- mean? What do you mean?
2: Yeah. What do you mean? Go ahead. What do you mean? I'm not positive, Nick. I'm late to break because I want to hear what happens here, Nick. Nick, answer him. Tell him. The fact that the fact that okay, I understand
0: you. You know, you didn't quote mean to you know use that phrase. But the thing of it is, years ago, Taz coined a phrase: "Take a bump." Have you ever taken a
5: bump? Have you taken
0: a bump? I have. When I not. I didn't know this. Yes, not in pro wrestling, but, in, you know. Oh, in, me too, then. Well,
2: martial arts. Oh, martial arts. arts. Well, now nah, you're going to make fun of the guy because he has a New England accent. That's unprofessional. That, was, that not, one that, was. That's
3: rude. I would apologize, but you know you're not getting one.
2: That, no, because that's bullying. I understand No, no that. See, see, Nick, well, I learned I'm learned from called... the best. <laughs> <laughs> Trickle-down theory. See, I get called a bully, and this guy just makes fun of your Massachusetts accents, which I think is a very nice accent, you know what I mean? But But he makes fun of it. See, that's not right.
0: Right, and I don't even like, I
2: don't even like the Patriots. So, oh, you go. Well. did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? That's one of the reasons why I allow you to call the show and be part of the show, Nick. Because I, I love you, buddy, and I appreciate you telling the honest truth to Dennis. Because finally, someone gets it in the disrespect of this guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, Taz, I hope you have a great day. Well, I'm going to try, Nick. I'll tell you that right now, bud. Uh, what do you got? You got anything good planned today, bud? I just got out of work. Just got out of work. Okay? Oh, okay. Uh, well, look, I appreciate you, uh, as always, supporting the show. You know what I mean? All right, my friend. Nick! Be well. Nick, be well, buddy. You too. Take care. Bye. See you, Nick. That went well. Uh, Nick from Salem, Mass. Right there. Long time caller. attached on her from a long time. All right, anyway, look, on that note, going to go to break. Uh, as I said, two more people left TNA. I'll talk about that uh, and some thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, we're talking about Bennett and uh, Maria. So I'll get into that on the other side of the break and talk a little bit more about SmackDown. Also, a lot of people calling the show. I will get to those phone calls. Ted Show, very busy. Be right back.
6: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right,
2: one hour down, one hour to go. Very busy show here. I've been talking a lot about SmackDown where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at with DMX actually oh yeah, I know my stuff <laughs> that's funny um, so anyway, this reminds me of something I can't say so uh, anyway, that's the deal here so look, you have been talking about Smackdown a lot a lot of different things happening there with that Last night, uh, like I said earlier. If you just joined the show, I mean a very cool thing there, what they did with, with uh, definitely with Randy Orton. I dig it. I love it. It was cool. Uh, talked a lot about Bray Wyatt. Needs to kind of they need to kind of brand Bray more with that world title belt, the actual belt itself, uh, so we, re- we remember he is the champion. I just my opinion. Dennis kind of disagrees on that, but that's okay. Uh, he's a jobber, so we know that. It's all good. It's fine. Uh, I was talking a little bit about TNA. Um, You know, so uh, we just learned that, uh, we learned yesterday, two more people, two more big acts, ACTS, have parted ways with Impact Wrestling. I got to stop calling them TNA because they're not. Okay, have parted ways with Impact Wrestling. And that's Maria Kanellis. Hope I said her name right. I know Maria. She's very nice. I never met... Uh, I think it's her husband, right? Not her boy. It's her husband. I never met Mike Bennett. He's a tremendous worker. I'm a fan of his. I was a fan of both of them together at the Kingdom, Ring of Honor, when they did all that. And they've done a lot, obviously. I don't know. They've been with probably TNA maybe one or two years. I don't even know how long. Definitely two years-ish in that world. And they've had a lot of success there, Maria and uh, Bennett, for sure. And they parted ways. So a lot of people are saying, "Oh my God, what is going on with TNA? Oh my God, they're folding. Oh my God, everyone's leaving. Oh my God, Drew Galloway's leaving. The Broken Mad Hardys are leaving. Yeah, Matt and Jeff, uh, uh the, the Broken Hardys. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, oh my God, uh, now Maria and Bennett are leaving. What is going on, guys? Listen, there's nothing going on. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a new regime come in. Okay, it doesn't mean that the new regime is cutting them. And it doesn't mean uh, it, it doesn't mean that the new regime uh, doesn't want them. It doesn't mean that the new regime is cutting any of these people's monies. That could all be true. I don't know. It doesn't mean that you got to think about like sports teams. Okay, or like a better example, recruiting, sports recruiting, high school athletes, high end high school athletes that are going to play, and they, they commit to a college early. So you commit to, you're a football player, argument's sake. Maybe this might be a bad example. Just give an example. And you commit to the University of Alabama. You're a high school junior. Okay, you committed early. You're a F- You're a high school sophomore. My son was a high school freshman when he committed <laughs> to, to play lacrosse at college. He committed very young, but he saw a lot of schools at a young age, and he knew what he wanted. Hopefully he's right, and I think he is. I digress. Point is, you're okay, you're a football player. You're a stud high school football player. Okay, you're a sophomore in high school. All these schools are looking at you. You're on the radar. University of Alabama, Nick Saban, the man himself, boom, offers you a spot. You early commit. You can't sign your letter of intent until you're a senior. It's all verbal. Verbal commit. Where am I going with this? I'll tell you. You'll figure it out in a second. Fast forward now, you're now a high school senior getting ready to graduate high school. You're all set. You signed your letter of intent. You're going to University of Alabama to play football and go get your education, hopefully. In that summer, as you're about to go to Alabama, after you graduate high school, Nick Saban quits and gets a job, not with the Miami Dolphins. We know how that went. <laughs> Nick Saban is going to go to a different NFL team. He's going to be the, whatever the head coach of the Chargers, right? You committed to the recruiting process and to the University of Alabama to play the Nick Saban staff. When Nick Saban Saban goes, his staff's going to probably go. Of course, the new guy's going to come in with his regime, right? Here you are, a player. Well, that's any wrestler that's at TNA, they're the high school sophomore. That's the senior that committed. You you get the analogy here?
3: I do. I think... um why are you not agreeing with this? Like I, No, I I do. I think it would uh, But that's wor- really
2: annoying me. I got to be honest. With
3: you. No, I think it would work better if they were already if they were already Alabama players cuz these guys were already in TNF. Okay. TNA. Yeah, that's a better but, example.
2: So what? So what? No, 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 You're right. That's a better example.
3: And now, you know, or a coach a coach leaves maybe not even Saban like a, a coach leaves for another like PJ Fleck was at Western Michigan and right. now he's the Michigan uh, I mean the uh, Minnesota coach. Right. So now all these players are left and it's like all right, now what do we do? Right. And all right,
2: that's a better example. That's a better. Example. No problem. No, no problem. Get back to work before I give you a beating. Okay, you ever do that again, or you'll be fine on the spot. Uh, don't ever upstage me. Okay. No, your that example's was, better.
3: You, you said that off air. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That off I air. did
2: say it off air. Your example's better. No problem. Big Shot Jones. I got it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I it got wasn't it. my
3: idea. I just I just oh, added yeah. on to yours. No,
2: you kept it in your pocket. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, kept it yeah, in your pocket. You know, yeah. I know what you did. You
3: kept it in your pocket. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You yep. prick. I got next to my spotted dick.
2: <coughs> well said kid uh, thank you oh god you are definitely fired <laughs> oh yeah oh you're gone oh you're done buddy what's that hr yeah i'll see you <laughs> after the show so but anyway i think people get the example so that's how you got to look at this tna thing you know it's a new regime and 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 sometimes you're not comfortable working for that new regime i remember in tna when i was there and eric bischoff and Hulk came in and started doing stuff a lot of the guys uh, 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 there were a little bit like eh, I don't know. Great Nothing point. against Hulk and Eric. It's just it's a different regime. Seriously, dude, I'm over here like I wouldn't Okay, no, because I it happened to me. It happened to me. What a dumb f I am. <laughs> when I went into WWF, the head of creative at that time was Vince Russo. And I told the story, it's well documented. Then when I came in, right before I came in, Russo left and went to WCW and I was concerned, like, well wait, the guy in charge of creative was a was a supporter of mine and wanted to do all this stuff with me. You know? And I went to Vince and, and stuff and talked to him. And he reassured me, No, no, I don't worry, you you know, I'm in charge here. I got your back. Well, anyway, how that went. Um <laughs> so no, nah, they took care of me at the end of the day they did. It just took a while to get to the end of the day, but it was okay. No, but my point is I felt I was very uncomfortable cuz I'm like, oh god, I you know, this is like a different deal here. I mean, so that's how you got to look at like what's going on at TNA, it's a different regime there. You know, Well, Jeff Jarrett at the helm and 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 guys like, you know, Dutch Mantel and all these guys. I mean, Nothing against these guys are respected veterans that know the industry for sure and have a lot of success, and it's almost like the team uh, you know is back that they had when TNA first started, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that, but some of these other people probably feel uh, a little concerned about it. And I don't, think any, I don't think it's fair to say TNA's in trouble. I do think when you lose a big act that garners a lot of TV time, like the Broken Hearties, I do think that's a problem. I do, and I said that the other day. And that's, don't disrespect anybody else who left or leaves. I I know that Drew Golly was a former TNA champ there and all that jazz. I know that. But I got to tell you, I do think that the Broken Hardys, the characters, were the biggest thing going there. I do. Um, Who knows what kind of numbers they did. When they gave them, the Hardys, the two-hour platform to do the whole compound thing at the Hardy compound, all that jazz, which was awesome. I don't pay attention to ratings, like I said the other day. But I, I, I'm pretty sure they didn't knock it out of the park. Meaning, like, oh my god, the ratings are through the roof more than we've ever done on Impact.
3: It was a. B- we were, I looked I at it yesterday. yesterday. You did look at it yesterday. It was a bump up. It went the week before was three hundred one thousand, and then when the the Hardy Compound one was three hundred twenty nine thousand. So, I mean, it's a little a, bump. A bump, but nothing.
2: Well, there you go. That's not a huge difference. That's not a knock mm-hmm. on them. So that's how, that's how businesses looked at now. This show here. This show here. People love the show. And I, and I love you guys. I love that you love the show. And I love the show. This is my, I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my life, my professional life. But they look at the bottom line numbers. That's what they look at. Right now, we're just about 400 people download the show a day. So we're getting to 430 people. Yes, so we're doing well here. It's going well.
3: I'm not on SnapFace Instant Chat
2: your face was like, dude, you're joking, right?
3: Because <laughs> oh, I like, heard the number and I was waiting for the rest. Like <laughs> the other like, zeros. Like, I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> and I didn't want to sit here and be like, uh, Taz, your numbers are off. Uh, yeah, obviously I'm teasing. Obviously I know Vince McMahon. So it's like, that's, that's more like 530.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're bringing the jokes. Hey, uh, Anthony in Alabama, you are on the Taz Show. What's up, man?
5: What's up, Taz?
2: How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. All right. Second. All right. hey, take your time, I
5: buddy.
4: To, uh, uh, I wanted to talk about Bray Wyatt. Yeah, go for it. Um, when this whole thing with well, Orton started months ago, I said that whether it turns out good or bad, Wyatt's going to look like a fool for trusting someone outside of his family, bringing them in and giving him
2: everything. And you were right. And the thing is, dude, like what I was saying earlier, and Anthony, I don't know if you heard it, I was saying they just they kind of just backtrack and they kind of should have did something a little bit more where, you know maybe uh, where Bray was a little bit more disrespectful throughout this whole thing that Randy was part of the Wyatt family. I think Bray should have been a little more, uh, you know, dismissive and been more of a dick towards towards him. You know what I mean towards Randy Orton? You
3: Uh, mean like an initiation sort
2: of thing? Something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. But something like just just like kind of be like like you work for me. Um, like, almost like Randy's his bitch. That's how this should have should have been going, in my opinion. So now we don't feel so bad for Randy, you know, after the fact. You know what I mean? Uh, not right. Randy, for Bray, I meant. For Bray. Right. You know? you know what I'm saying? But I hear what you're saying, though, but you were right, dude. Seriously, you were right. And, uh, and I appreciate you calling, Anthony. Thank you. So he's right. Initiation would have been good. I agree with him. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been good. Should have an initiation here with a Taz show. Actually, I,
3: I, I knew uh, the second he said it, I just saw the the wheels start turning in your head. <laughs> Shef, like I was an initiation, like, oh boy.
2: yeah, like like maybe uh, like take some wood, but go out in the field and make a wood frame shaped out of a big, not a T. It looks too much like a cross. And as you know, it's like the oh, yeah. Sandman thing all over again. Uh, I don't want to hack anyone, even ECW. Yeah, I wouldn't do Hack alert! But maybe make a. Like, um, actually, we get a, a wood cutout of Rova's face. Okay. And we turn it on fire. We burn it. We just burn it with kerosene. And the initiation is I take whoever wants to be part of the show and grab them by the seat of their pants and by their, their hair and the nape of their neck and throw them right through the friggin', uh the burning face of the bulldog. Just throw them and put them on fire for a minute and then just put them out. Remember I told you that I wanted your leg to go on fire for a little while? Yeah, the, you've, the been, pant you've, been, leg.
3: you've been very uh, pyromaniac-y, ma- pyromaniac-y this week.
2: Well, that's actually a good point. Uh, you just gave me an idea. You just gave me a point. Oh, I go. think WWE hacked me with the Randy Orton thing. Because I think it was just the other day I wanted your leg to go on fire. I mentioned fire. And I never say fire. I don't even talk about fire. I don't care about fire. I don't like fire.
3: Fired, yes. Different fire, yeah. no.
2: Really? I Did I not say I wanted your leg to go, just your pant leg to go on fire for a, l- a l- little bit? You absolutely did. And next thing I know, we got Randy Orton burning down the barn. Burning down the barn. Burning down the barn. Yep. Dig it! Just getting just getting hacked. Left and right. Never ends. Hey, uh, Wedgie in the Steel City of Pittsburgh. What's up, buddy? Long time no here.
5: Well, well, well.
2: <laughs> How you been, Taz? Good, buddy. Hey, man. Jeez, I, I it's been months upon months since we heard from you. How could I forget your name? You know what I mean?
5: Exactly. I just wanted to thank you because I had major surgery done.
2: Oh, my God. You okay?
5: Uh, it's called MMA surgery for sleep apnea.
2: Oh, sleep apnea. Oh, wow. So what is it? what do they do with that?
5: Well, they had to cut my jaw and break my jaw and push it forward.
2: Oh, my God.
5: And my eyes and put a trache in my throat.
2: Oh, jeez. Wow.
5: And I, it was a life-or-death situation.
2: Wow. Uh, hopefully it went... Did it go well, I
5: hope? Well, so far, so good. Uh, wow. But I was listening to
2: your show the whole time. I couldn't speak for, like, two weeks. Oh, man. I wish that would, like... Maybe my producer couldn't speak for two weeks. just
5: <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I got out of the hospital, a month later, I had a major blood clot in my leg.
2: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy.
5: it me, too. So, Oof, wow. But now, I'm back on the meds. I didn't want to make sure that I didn't forget about you.
2: Well, listen, Wedgie, I hope you get well, man. I'm sorry to hear you have had some of these uh, issues here. Hopefully, you bounce back, man. You're a trooper. Hang in there, buddy.
5: Oh, I'll try. And hey, what do you think I... It's hard for me to wake up and listen to you so early. Yeah. But I was watching SmackDown last night, and what about a three-way WrestleMania?
2: I hope so, dude. I don't know, but I don't think they like you're talking about, you know, uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and AJ Styles. And that would make the most sense, but it looks like they're not going to do that, Wedgie. It looks like they did something on Talking Smack. Um. Again, some more little stuff with Shane McMahon and AJ, and there's been a lot of scuttlebutt that that's going to be a match at WrestleMania. So somehow, some way, and I don't agree with this, it seems like they're going to get AJ Styles out of that match of being number one contender, which I'd love to see how they're going to do this because it really makes no sense. They're
5: really screwing AJ.
2: Yeah, it's a little it is. Someone tweeted me, Wedgie, I don't remember who it was last night. And I apologize for that to that person that and I did not notice this. Maybe some of you guys did, maybe you did, Wedgie, that AJ Styles was not in the open of SmackDown. Of the, the anime the open that they do. So that's sometimes not a good sign, you know. Uh, so but maybe that's just uh, you know, uh, maybe that fan missed a shot of him or something like that. I don't know. Wedgie, get well, buddy, and thank you for calling, and I hope things work out for you. Uh, seem like you've been through a lot, man, so hanging in. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm hopefully uh, my show could put a smile on your face here and there, buddy, but uh, thank you for calling. Thanks for support, and call back again soon. Seriously, uh, you know, feel bad. Guy's having rough go right there. That kind of sucks, so say a prayer there for him. Uh, rough goings right there. Um, up not but notice that uh, hashtag the Taz show uh, is not trending. But I got my hopes up for a second because so I looked at the trending topics and hashtag today's show is, which threw me off. couple letters off. And a couple blocks away. And and uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. A couple letters off, just like that. Just like no, in, insincere, no caring about my feelings or the show here. And you and I were saying before the show... That hey, this show's going to trend, and it didn't trend so far.
3: I felt it in my plums today. It was a trending day.
2: Well, uh, in my, your plums? my plums aren't wrong. I don't know your plums. Is that your is that your yam bag? Like, what are your plums?
3: My plums are located
2: in my yam bag.
3: Yes. I don't have any interest in wrestling. Sorry. But anyway,
2: uh, all right. So I'm going to go to break. Uh, I'll just have a break. I'll get deeper into SmackDown. I, I got sidetracked talking about the TNA stuff. Uh, And if you have any thoughts on the TNA stuff, feel free to call the show. Uh, We'll take some calls here uh, in the fourth quarter. We will not be on Facebook Live today. Um, So you can call the show, 866-475-2948. You guys know the number. Maybe there's some new people out there. A lot of new people. 866-475. Go F yourself. No, 866. I wish that was the number. 866-475-2948. That would be great. Yeah, I'm curious if everybody has any thoughts on the TNA stuff. That's what I was wondering. But I will get into SmackDown more. I've been talking a lot about SmackDown, but I have some other thoughts too. Tash up,
5: Rip.
6: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, fourth
2: quarter right here, Tash Show. Talking about SmackDown a lot and uh, talking a little about, you know, a couple more pieces of talent, leaving TNA. I'm busy with that. Uh, also, before I continue giving some thoughts, I have some thoughts on that two out of three falls match on SmackDown last night and the chairs match on SmackDown. Uh, I'd like to say, for those that don't know, and I want to thank um, at Allen underscore cheap shot for... I think it was early today. I mean, before the show, before my show even started, he tweeted out that hashtag on this day in 1998, ECW Living Dangerously pay per view, Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Taz to win the ECW World Television Championship, and some video like I don't know if it's a GIF or footage from the match. And you know, I replied to his tweet, and uh, you know, um, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, like, I I had so much fun in that match, and I always had fun wrestling. Bam Bam it was tough. <laughs> God rest his soul, and I've talked about him a lot, Bam Bam, in, in the past, and that was a tough S.O.B. right there, one tough son of a bitch, and and uh, big, nasty, quick, strong, tough. But I loved competing against him. He brought the best out of me, and um, and I miss him. You know, he was, he was uh, you know, he left uh, left this earth uh, way too soon, but uh, he was a legend, and um, it was crazy. This is the match where we went through the ring, and it's somebody. Was tweeting. Um, I'm going to give man, the man credit who tweeted this. Was uh, responded off of my tweet and it was. Oh, Bob Young. So at uh, pro uh, p r o f prof zoom eleven. The ref sells that ring gimmick. Perfect. That's when we went through the ring. What a great match. Hashtag the tag show. Thank you, Bob. And the ref was uh, John Finnegan. Okay. It's a fire alarm. Bring the music down. Okay. There's a fire along the way. No, I want to hear the audio of this. Why, why are we closing the door? Because
3: if we're going down, we're going down.
2: Can you pick up the mic? The guy sounds nervous, bro. There's a fire. <laughs> this is an evacuation on the first floor. Is that what he said? That's what it sounded like? He sounds pretty nervous, the guy. The first floor is not to get concerned about,
3: though. <laughs> We got 43 floors before, we, before I start sweating it out.
2: That could be a problem.
3: Uh, you're nervous. Now I, I feel like I should be no, nervous. No, I'm not nervous.
2: I'm going to keep working. I don't miss a beat. So John Finnegan was the referee in this match in 1998. The great John Finnegan, who was the referee in this deal, uh, when Bam Bam and I went through the ring, and I, I think I might have talked about John in the past. Um, he was a, Him and Jim Monolo, M- Monolo were two of the main refs, along with Pee Wee Moore. Uh, Little Pee Wee was great. too. We had great refs. We did. I mean, and, and and I loved Finnegan and all the guys, all the refs, Jimmy and and, and Pee Wee, all the guys. Finnegan was great, and 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 to Bob Young who tweeted this to his point. If you watch closely at Finnegan, the way he sells it was tremendous, uh, and he knew what we were doing, by the way. And that's a, the perfect example of not looking and coming off contrived. Uh, we couldn't surprise him, the company on that, because that was. Uh, you know, that was something that he'd had to know. If the ring's going to break, the ref needs to know. So, <laughs> but but I want to thank Bob Young for that. Thank you, sir. So I was talking about the um, two out of three falls match with Nikki, Nikki uh, and uh, Mick, Nikki, Mickey. I'm sorry, Nikki. I'm thinking uh, something else.
3: You worried about the fire? No. Which now I'm kind of thinking the building's
2: hacking us. Oh my god!
5: <laughs> Hack alert!
2: Did not think of that everybody's hacking
3: they heard burning down the house and now they're like "Mm." or
2: they watched the show yesterday the the smackdown you know there's a lot a lot of webs to to weave together the connectivity of the taz shows worldwide we know this so anyway um so the deal is uh this two out of three falls match with mickey james and becky lynch i enjoyed it immensely i thought it was excellent and i know somebody tweeted like hey you know would have showed a time format of SmackDown. Uh, can you give two out of three falls enough credit or justice or whatever? And I think so, yeah. And I think they did. I think they put a good amount of time in. I enjoyed the match. I did. I'm a fan of both girls, but, uh, and, they, you know, their work rate and who they are as professionals. I so saw Mickey win the first fall, Becky won the second fall, and then Becky won the third fall with the on bar. Um, I don't think there was any need for the falsy, for the false gimmick where Le- Alexa Bliss came out to the apron. Uh, it was a good little swerve where you thought, you know, Mickey was going to lose. So that part of it was cool. But I don't think I, – I think he could have said that Mickey – had Mickey win straight up on, it own, on its own instead of having that little falsy. But it, w- it was cool enough, and I'm not throwing a flag on it. But it was okay. But the match was awesome. I loved it. I, I, a good two out of three falls is good. I liked it. Big big time. You know, I, I definitely did. Um, I really did. you like it?
3: I do. I I would have liked – Cause you know it's going to go to the third fall, so if you're going to if you're going to give him that amount of time, just make it like an Iron Woman match.
2: Mm. Yeah, they call him Man, though. They call him Iron Man. I don't know why, but they Sasha and Bailey, I think did this for NXT, and I was torn to fit. And then Triple H was on the phone with Mike Johnson on one of those conference calls. I always say like he was on the phone with him. Uh-oh, hold on, hear it. Well, open the door. There's more fire alarms. Put the mic near it. So, I don't know if you guys can hear that. So, all of the alarms that were going off were due to construction. They do a lot of construction in this building. So, it was due to construction. But Homeboy made the announcement earlier, like five minutes ago, and scared the piss out of everyone. Okay. No, not everyone. <laughs> and saying, oh, my God, oh, we got a problem on the first floor. The elevator's not working. Okay, stop running. Oh, basically, he didn't say that, <laughs> but that's kind of what it sounded like. And then he just says, because of construction. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You hear the sirens, you know, you heard the sirens, right, Dennis? No, they were, yeah, they were, they were louder. It's kind of it makes you a little nervous when you hear that. You hear sirens while you're working. I mean, I'm human. I mean, I'm tough as balls. We know that. But it's like, you hear sirens, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I'm in a building. It's like it's, it's a panicking moment. And That's what it sounds like when you hear this. It's like, what is going on? You hear sirens, you panic with funky music under it with Jimi Hendrix. It sounds cool, though. Dude, I really? I mean, multiple. Schizari Sk- wouldn't have that problem. I'm just telling you that right now.
3: Oh, I don't. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh,
2: and he's laughing right you're now. You're
3: very, man. you're very correct. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, because he's better than you. That's why yeah, I, you need I, to be better than
3: him. I will not have a problem admitting that Schizari is better. But... No. What? Eh, I'm not going to bury. You.
2: Taz, you're all over the place. <laughs> was that you? Was that a duplicate of the paper oh, throw? God. Oh, some guy the other day said Oh I hate your effing show You're effing annoying You're all over the place Welcome to talk radio dude I mean that's that's what talk radio is I mean, I was on with Jimmy and, uh, and uh, Norton and Sam yesterday Over at Sirius as you guys know On Sirius Radio It's talk radio It's the same thing I did She's talk you know you, uh, you guys are like You know some of you people <laughs> I hate doing it but I do it all the time You people What do you mean you people <laughs> A few people It's like what what do you it's it's not everything is like cookie cutter jones here it's just talk radio loose talk lucy balls jones i mean really i like that lean <laughs> mean right now it's like, can i get a time coded out. lucy balls jones that's a new one no, but really it's like you know stop if you can't keep up with the show and you don't have the the Ackerman, I don't know if
5: that's the right
2: word. Did yeah. you say hey, acriment? I don't know what I said. It sounded good though. It was. Yeah, you're in the ballpark. If you don't have the intelligence level or the mental speed to keep up, what happens here on the Taz Show or most talk radio? This is. They're used to high their speed. segment. It is high speed. They're used to their segmented podcast. <laughs> nice impersonation of high speed. They, they, that's <laughs> that's they. They used to a podcast that's like cookie cutter jones cookie cutter cone open sell an ad advertising read break guest here's the guest guest talks for an hour thank you tell people subscribe give me a like next show following week sorry that ain't happening here it happened up in here i'm not sorry i apologize for nothing I just I, I gotta get control. Sometimes I get upset. So I, I, I definitely liked the the two out of three falls match with uh, SmackDown. I did not like the Chess match. I didn't. And I'll, I'll explain it. What's my I didn't I, I didn't I'm like it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain that in a second. I just didn't. Uh I didn't. Uh, um and I also am not crazy about this tag match that they're going into with Miz and Maurice. And we've seen this someone pointing out a while before it even happened. I don't know if it was you, somebody, I don't know. So much stuff going on. Cena and Nikki and Maurice and you know Miz, I, you know I'm not. And then now, now we're gonna have Carmella and Gimmick wrestle, you know, <laughs> Cena, like Cena and uh, and Nikki. Come on,
3: it's a warm up.
2: Like, come on, really? I mean, you know, I feel bad for Carmella. I got to be honest. I mean, this girl was was cranking it up in that female division, and and I got to be honest. And I, and and nothing against James Ellsworth, but uh, whenever you start a sentence like that, you don't have a bad habit of that. Uh, but no, I mean, I like the kid, but it's like, you know, it's like he, he, he's, they're just trying to find something for him. And, and I feel like the collateral damage in this is Carmella. Blue demon is having problems here because the guy, the set director sucks on the show. Um, so, so anyway, uh, what are you laughing at? That was such
3: a good passing insult. Yes.
2: Stop! So, um, anyway, uh. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of the, the, the what they're doing with Carmella. I think there's so much more to her, to be honest with you. AR Ron, uh, in Staten Island, you're on a Taz Show.
6: What's going on, Taz? What's up? Lama Jack.
2: Chop, chop. What's up, big man?
6: Well, uh, obviously, you said it. I'm from Staten Island. I got a major hack alert to throw on Carmella. Uh-oh. uh Her whole gimmick is uh, basically stolen, <clears throat> excuse me, from somebody I know.
2: Uh, Hold on, bro, uh, bro, I- bro, bro, Ron. Oh, no, I, my, right. I have family living in Staten Island. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. It's just about every girl in Staten Island, Brooklyn, Qu- Queens kind of acts like this. Right or wrong? And this girl's from Boston. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not exactly the gimmick. More of the princess of Staten Island title. Oh, okay. What is this now? Uh,
6: I have a friend, and she used to work for a local radio station out here. I'm not going to say any names. but Thank uh the, the radio station went off air when they're not around anymore. Right but she was a producer and an on-air personality on the on the station and she used to go by her name aka the Staten Island princess
2: really um yep. <laughs> hmm, so that's a that's a pretty big hack right there if this right, is cuz tr-
6: my thing is how can how is a girl from Massachusetts coming up with a Staten Island gimmick in the first place number 2 how is the name that close
2: well, number three, uh, this is my only thing, uh, uh, kind of slightly uh, against your conspiracy theory. How does a girl from Massachusetts even know about this radio show that that well, has this girl? It was, a, you know? it
6: was a pretty big station at the time.
2: Oh, you didn't say that. Okay, the way you worded it, you, it was you...
6: it was up there with the top the top three for the for the city.
2: Really, the top yeah. three for the city. Okay,
6: pop uh, music, Let's pop music.
2: There. It wasn't a CBS station. It wasn't a CBS owned station. No.
6: I, honestly I was trying to think of that before that's why I didn't know if I should say the name or not but I'm not a hundred percent sure if it was a CBS well, say
2: the name say the name
6: it was 92.3 now
2: Oh, 92.3 is big, right? I mean, that's that's not yeah. C. I don't. That was ninety. It was CBS back in the day. 92.3 K Rock right. when it was K-Rock,
6: and then they became 92.3 now, and they were pop music. Now they're Amp FM, and it's a oh yeah, thing. that's it's us, so that's us,
2: music. yeah. We own everything. Yeah,
6: okay, yeah. so there you go. So she used to be on Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon had a show. Oh yeah, on yeah, no, I know, I now. know, Nick
2: Cannon. Yeah, well, she I think was Nick, the producer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that she was the prince. That that is a big show, dude. Yeah. That, that was a big show, I should say. Yeah, wow. Okay, interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, you explained it well. We got to the bottom of it. And there it is. It's, alert. it's a hack alert. Yeah, no, no, okay, that's on. All right, well, there you go. I didn't know it was that big of a show. That was, a, that was syndicated, wasn't it, Dennis, was for a while or not? Yes, yes. So that's uh, what Dennis is making a face, Ron. It's kind of like a piss. Of course, yeah. either, no, he's Ron, ma- I think he's making a face because he doesn't like what you said, or he's got to go take a dump. One or the other. Yeah, either way, it's nothing new, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's d- the problem? Okay. You're gonna rip Dennis? We're gonna rip Ron? No, I'm now? not gonna what? rip
3: Ron. I like. I, I I like. I just feel like she came in as part of Enzo and Big Cass in NXT, so she kind of had to be because they were from Staten Island. Oh,
2: so no they oh, were. They just, not, just gave yeah, me an idea. Hold out. on, it just gave me an idea. Fire away. Maybe Enzo or Cass hacked well, it. Uh, and they maybe, told her.
6: Because Enzo is from New Jersey and I think Cass is from Queens.
2: He is from Queens, yes. Yeah, but they had, they're
3: advertised from Staten
2: Island. No, th- listen, Dennis. No, please, no, they don't. You, you, Dennis, Dennis <laughs> you're right. Only you, she does. Yeah, Dennis, exactly. That's why I'm trying to save you, and then you make yourself sound like an asshead, and <laughs> an ass and head. I tried to stop you, but you, you you're a big star producer. You, you got the diarrhea mouth. I'm the princess of Staten Island. You are the princess of doing a job, okay? So, and and this guy Ron knows his stuff, and I'm trying like no, Dennis, no. and Ron goes no, they what they weren't, and and Ron's right, and you're wrong, okay? That's that's the way it is. Seriously. Get back to work before I give you a beat. Please, just make sure the show sounds right. Don't so expect an tra- apology, Ron. Yeah, no, you're not. Ron, no, you know I he's know not going to apologize. That's, that's not in his M.O., dude. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. So anyway, Ron, well, look, I think we're going to get to the bottom of this. But, yeah, uh, uh, he is from Jersey, Enzo. You're right. Uh, he was on the show. Did you ever hear him when he was on my show? Did you ever hear him on here? Yeah, yeah. I listen yeah. all the time. I'm very appreciate proud of you, Ron. It's very nice. I appreciate <laughs> the love, buddy. <laughs> all right? Thank you. Have a going, guys. Be good, bro. See you, man. Uh, there you go. It's, it's, See, it's I nice. liked Ron. Yeah, I like Ron, too, but you can't shoot your mouth off, sir, when you don't know what you're talking about. You come off like a schmuck. <laughs> what the hell?
3: Michael Did he Jordan c- didn't make every shot. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that.
2: <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. That was a good one. Wolfgang, Germany, oh, this is the guy that, 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 Dennis is your biggest fan, buddy. Hello,
7: Taz, good moment.
2: Good moment, Wolfgang, how are you, sir?
7: I'm fine, uh, I want to shout out uh, to Eric in Korea, and uh, I want to thank him for mentioning on his call.
2: Uh, Eric in Korea, man. yeah, oh, I remember the guy put you over, that's right, oh, you got a fan base too. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Uh, and I want to say uh, serving your country uh, far away is one of the toughest things to, uh, you can do. Doing what in my country? Uh, serving your country uh, far away is one of the toughest things you oh, can do.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Serving serving uh, your country. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. There's no, no doubt about that. Nothing but mad respect for uh, the men and women of uh, the armed forces. I think, I think he's about. referring to Hamed. Was that the gentleman's name? I could. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember him. Yes, yes. I. So many people.
7: I don't remember the names. Hey, you're a popular guy.
2: Well, I t- take a lot of calls. Uh, what's going on, Wolfgang?
7: Um, I want to talk about uh, Chris Benoit, if it's okay.
2: Okay. What do you want to talk about?
7: Um, uh, a few callers uh, have them uh, with their off-the-hook matches. Yeah. And uh, I was a huge fan uh, of him. And a couple of weeks ago, I watched uh, a match on the the WWE Network. Yep. And it was really sad for me and tough to watch uh, because every headbutt I saw, uh, I think, uh, brings him one step closer to the tragedy ahead. And uh, me personally, I can't watch uh, his matches uh, anymore.
2: Well, I understand that. Uh, I cannot either. I knew him. Well, I thought I knew him. Uh, And unfortunately, his wife, uh, I knew her and she was murdered. And I had the opportunity to meet his young son who was also murdered. So I trained with Chris. I traveled with Chris. I've wrestled Chris. I've been all over the world with him, a lot of different places with him. Maybe not all over the world. That's an exaggeration. We spent some time with Japan together ECW uh, WWE you know and I don't talk about him much on the show Wolfgang and
7: yes I, uh, I know and I understand it yeah. um, and um, I only thought of it because uh, some callers uh, mentioned him uh, with the of the hook series yeah. so I have back
2: uh, on the match No, no, I appreciate that. I do. And you know what? It's just it's um um you know, it's a tragic situation and uh from years ago and it's, you know, some of us were there in the WWE when we were informed what happened. And then some of us had to go on the air and work as broadcasters and I was one of them. <laughs> and it was uh And then we were informed of other things while we were doing a broadcast without getting into too much depth here. But, um, yeah, it's a tough thing to talk about, and I really don't talk about it much. But you cannot discredit his in-ring ability uh, for sure, and that's all I will say. He was a tremendous in-ring competitor, and that's well documented. Um, You know, and that's the deal on that. Um, You know, it's uh, sad, sad, very sad, this whole situation. And... uh, Quite frankly, to your point about his flying headbutt and all, I don't know if that's what... I shouldn't say this the wrong... I don't want to say this the wrong way, but I don't think that's what causes concussions, uh, the way you do a flying headbutt in the wrestling business. I think his concussing some other things in, in a match. I don't think a flying headbutt would be the one. Chair shots, like me, have had... Uh, that, that brings you concussions. Bumping hard and crisp... Crisp, C R I S P, crisp, crisp bumping, quick snap bumping backwards will cause that. Thank you for calling, Wolfgang. That's what caused it. One of my worst concussions I've ever had. I've talked about the story at WrestleMania, at the Astrodome, and uh, it was me and the APA against the right to censor. And I was in the ring with the Godfather, and it wasn't his fault; it was mine. And I told the story several times, and took a clothesline. Clothesline was fine. You know, it was The way I bumped, I over-bumped, and I gave myself a, a, the worst concussion I've ever had in my entire life. So the flying headbutt isn't the thing that's doing it. Because the flying headbutt, to be frank, especially the way uh, Chris did it, um, like a lot of guys do it, you're you're kind of protected. You're almost hitting, you're ch- your, your head's hitting the guy's chest, and it's cushioned. Uh, or, or even, you're not really colliding heads immensely. I mean, I'm sure sometimes he did. I've received a flying headbutt from him many times, and it was... It was no problem. He was a pro, uh, but he was known for also a guy who, uh, just like uh, you know, a lot of guys that were not huge in stature, snap bumping, as some would call it, quick, aggressive bumping. If you watch some guys uh, back in the day, and I've done it sometimes. It's a, it's, it's, it, you know, it's tough. Even though know, you tuck your chin, and you taught to tuck your chin when you fall, but. Backyard yeah, hits that mat, dude, and I've lived it. And that, if you, I'm not gonna watch it. But you can go watch. I got I had, I spent that whole WrestleMania in the trainers room, uh, vomiting. We, I think we we're the first match, and um, yeah, in uh, at the uh, Astrodome. And the WWE did the right thing, and this is before the whole concussion fear. And I wanted to work the next night, and they just, they Vince, right, came right up to me in the locker room. He said, I got to talk to you. So you're not wrestling tonight. You're not wrestling tomorrow night. You're not it's not happening. It's just not happening. <laughs> so you're not, you need to take a break. You know, you got a concussion. This is before the whole thing. Like before the big NFL stuff and all that. Anyway, uh, so that's the deal. But uh, I was talking, let me get back on track here about SmackDown and the chairs match. So um, I wasn't a fan of it. It's it's I, I am a fan of Apollo. I am a fan of Dolph. I am not a fan of putting two guys in that situation that are not, not that they're not good at it, but that's not their thing, you know. That's not, you know, with the weapons and chairs all around the ring, I just, you know, it's tough to do a chairs match when, you know, just to the point off of the concussions where you can't utilize chair shots to the head, and and I'm not a fan of chair shots to the head anymore. Uh, They're basically gone from the business, and thank God. Um I might have said this in the past, but I remember, man, being a TNA in, in meetings, agent meetings and production meetings, without naming some people's names in those meetings, some people that, that wanted chair shots. Why would we get rid of chair shots to the head? We could do it. It's a work. It's just an ad. And I bitched and moaned and said, no, don't. Please. Guys, what are we doing? And I would never say those names unless I really had to. <laughs> and it pissed me off when I heard those people acting like that. And uh, I am a big fan of no chair shots to the head in the business. Living that, and I wasn't a guy in East W that was getting hit with chairs as much as so many other guys were. But I've been hit in the head several times with chairs in my career. And I can assure you, for those of you that are newer fans or maybe not as smart fans, uh, I've never been hit with a fake chair in my life. Cause there's no such thing.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say, what the hell's a fake chair? Uh, you hear it
2: all the time. Those chairs fake. Yeah, I've heard that my whole career. Uh, never been hit. No fake chair. happy me go to the hospital and get stitches. No fake chair. Give me a concussion. They were all real ones. <laughs> so, ne- never, never a, uh, never a fake one. Um, just saying. Ah, let me take one more call here and uh, wrap this thing up. Hey, Justin in Chicago, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, my friend?
6: Hey, what's going on, man?
2: How uh, are you? Good man?
6: moments, Taz. Good moments, Lumberjack.
2: Good, cop, moment. Cop, cop. good, good moment.
6: moment. Good moment. Good moment. I just want to say uh, first-time caller.
2: Oh, uh, first time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. What's up?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give my quick thoughts on, like, the whole TNA thing that's been going on. And yes, then, sir. Uh, if I can give you a... Uh, just a quick match but uh anyway i was just saying about the tna thing it's awesome i think it's really cool that they're kind of switching it up you know getting a new name and like as yeah. getting rid of people because the thing is, is like i think for a long time tna has kind of had this bad connotation with people so i think it's cool that they're gonna have like you know a new thing going on hopefully i mean they got the new name going and all this stuff so i think it'll be great
2: Uh, Dude, I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. I I agree. I want nothing but the best for them. I I, I always got along great with Jeff. Jeff Jarrett was always good to me. I consider him a friend. I don't talk to Jeff a ton, but I've always sang Jeff's praises on my show uh, privately. Publicly and uh, and 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 he's been on the show. He's called impromptu. Uh, I I I really like Jeff. I mean, and and a lot of the guys that are working with Jeff on his new team, I, I respect those guys, all of them. And and the talent, uh, some of the newer talent there, I don't know, but there are still some folks there I do know. And the production people there, a lot of them are the same people, and I, they're all awesome. So, brother, I'm with you. I want to see them. They got this new anthem group with them. These people are smart folks. Um, you know, um, um, you know, they got some money behind them. Uh, you know, I just think they're in a the transition thing, Justin. You know what I mean? I just think that's all yeah. it is. You know?
6: Yeah, absolutely, man.
2: So uh, we'll see, but i will pull for them, Believe me, I, I don't cover their shows a lot, but but it's not because I uh, maybe I will down the road here sooner. But you know, I talk a lot of wrestling on here. You know what I mean? But but hell yeah, hell yeah. you know, sometimes I like to, uh, and the company likes me to talk about other things. You know, uh, sports and 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 life, and not just wrestling. You know what I mean? I don't have any interest in wrestling, sorry. You know what I'm saying? So That's the deal. All right, Justin, thanks for calling, buddy. All right, thanks, bud. See you, bro. Take care, take care. There you go right there. So, so that's the deal. I mean, I think I gave you enough free lunch today. You know, I really, I think so, right?
3: Yeah, you gave a very good amount.
2: I feel bad. I, I, wanna, I, I don't want people to think Wolfgang uh, brought the show down here when, when he called, because, you know, I, it's just that... You know, look. This show is real. The Taz show is real emotions. You know, and I'm usually um up here, you know, having a blast, and it's good time, good time. You know, and it is. But sometimes there's real things. Some things I and I I could talk about whatever I want, and I don't know. I don't have to talk about it. I mean, if you want me to talk about certain things and I don't, then I suggest you get your own show. So, uh, but because there's some things I and and uh I I just you know. I, that situation, uh, that tragedy that happened years ago, um, with you know, uh, with um, Chris and everything, was a very real, real, real thing. For fans of his or outside of his, um, or you know, just casual fans, but for many of us that 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 worked with him, knew him, uh, knew his family, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's just, it's just, it's, it's. Uh, so if you feel like, oh man, the show, the show was great today, Taz. But you know what? It, it, and and I, I'm proud of this. I wouldn't change one thing in this show, including Wolfgang calling show, talking about this. I would not change that. I agree. But so if I'm not, you know, jumping through hoops here for you to end the show, sorry. I just this is real. That show's real, and that's that's what I told her. Sometimes I I could be in a great mood or being a poopy mood sometimes you could be in a great mood I don't think mood. I don't
3: think you're in a bad mood it's just you there there's nothing funny about that situation it's you just can't, sad
2: it's just you, I, I have you, a lot of memories and, and 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 I and I just you know it's just I feel for the families involved it's just the whole the whole thing it's just it's just hard it's hard to really put any kind of positive thing on it, it it's it's I understand it's history but it's you know lives were taken and it's disgusting <laughs> And, uh, and that's that. So uh, I appreciate everybody who listened to the show today live or watched live. And if you listened to the on-demand version of the show, the podcast, I want to thank you for that. Um, and if you watched the VOD, sorry again, yesterday the VOD was not working. Today I believe it's fine. I know you, Dennis, checked, and it was cool. And that was not anyone's fault here on the team. It was Backdoor Jones people. Uh, on the server end uh, From what I understand There was emails going around yesterday And for those of you that we didn't get a chance to reply to That were tweeting us and letting us know the VOD was down Sorry, we were just very busy Trying to fix it So, today it should be working fine So that's the deal guys And thank you again I appreciate all of you, you know that And everybody who called the show, the phones are on fire today Thank you for calling the show Very much Love everybody in this world, you know that and I missed the garbage can again with that Throwing something at it People not watching the video like what is he talking about I threw something at the can and I missed Alright on that note can end, can end on a better note than that The garbage can uh, for everybody hit the Taz show including the Lumberjack Whose mic was working in Saigon which was awesome I'm Taz you're not Adios
1: Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller All these people acting fake man and to be honest, I don't even have a top 10 Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man they movie cuts And when I'm back at home it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal, play ball That's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page but Likes so on my picture, don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at. Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To so go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. I left my heart in the city.